There's lots of basketball to talk about today, from March Madness to a new coach at the University of Louisville. We'll get into all that next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Laurel Deppen. Hi there. Michael L. Jones. How are you doing? And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, plenty of sharp opinions, and bracket style picks. Nah, we don't really <laughs> usually do that. Uh, we bring it to, uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so yeah, I mean, March Madness, we can't not talk about basketball today. Um, Laurel, uh, Kenny Payne was introduced as the, uh, the new coach at the University of Louisville, and you were at the press conference, which was at the Yum Center today. Uh, so what was he like? Uh, you know, what, uh, what impression did he leave on you? He is a very likable person. He yeah. um, left a left a good impression on me. Um, and what was the most funny thing is that I was seated behind Mayor Greg Fisher. Um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I tend to run into Greg Fisher a lot. Yeah, you mentioned this before. Like, <laughs> yeah, again, like, you run into the mayor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even at non-official events, like I saw him at the ballet. But anyway, so someone said to him, they were like, maybe, maybe Kenny Payne should run for mayor. Like, it looks like he's really popular. Because when he was walking in, he was taking photos and he was kissing babies. And I was like, is this like a political thing? Is this a sports <laughs> event? Um, but yeah, the it was interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so Laurel was at the press conference and I was at home like taking her tweets and making them into a story. And then you you chatted me. You said, he's kissing babies like a politician. <laughs> so- <laughs> We didn't put that in the story. No, but we I didn't. But uh, yeah, just a just a side note is I just I laughed about it. I was like, oh, man, uh, he's running for office. All right. So what was the room like? You got into it there a bit, but the atmosphere seems like everybody was really supportive of this. You had the governor there. Who all was there? Almost everyone who's ever been a UofL fan ever. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a very, very crowded room. Um, there were UofL basketball alums. Um, there were elected officials like Governor Bashir was there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there were a lot of fans too. people decked out in all red. Yeah. And I saw McConnell made a statement about it, too. I was like, I'll throw that in there, too. Everybody else is getting to say something. <laughs> um, let's see. So this is one marquee job at UofL that is filled now. Uh, and there's still two more to fill. Uh, right, Laura? Yes, there are. Um, it's Honestly, uh, this is a move made by an interim athletic director and an interim president, like appointing this this coach. So that's yeah. that's kind of rare. Um, but there hasn't really been an update on either the athletic director search or the presidential search. It's not clear which one of those positions are going to fill first. Um, people tend to care about athletics more, so they've kind of made note of that. Um, but you know, so far they're just searching for national search firms. Yeah. And, and I'm not complaining here, but you know, generally a basketball coach reports to the athletic director who reports to the prince, uh, the, uh, uh, the president. Mm -hmm. 
But in this case, you know, instead of going president, athletic director, basketball coach, uh, we've hired the basketball coach first, and, and now the—I I don't know what'll come next. Um, but uh, surprised me just, too. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it surprised him. Take the interim off the athletic director. <laughs> His <Yeah>. first pick. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you know, I think I think this was, uh, you know, I'm I'm just happy. Like I, I didn't personally have anything against Chris Mack, but I'm happy to be post Mack era and on to the next thing because it's been a rough. Well, you know, I mean, 2020, they were pretty good. Uh, that was the tournament that got canceled uh, because of COVID. Um, and then um, the uh, the 2021 team, uh, you know, that was the team that kind of had to bounce back from COVID, you know, came back and did the shortened year and everything. And then 2022, uh, it was just a rough year all around. Um, and, you know, there was, uh, at least one COVID pause that I can remember, but, um, but yeah, so I'm glad to be moving on to the, uh, the, the next era Laurel, you had it in your story, but what was the cards final record this year? 13 and 19. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess uh, either Michael, Jason, uh, either of you guys, what do you think of this pick? Well, I think it's a great pick because I think he's like M- Mike Woodson at Indiana, who was someone who brought all the fans back together because mm-hmm. there have been people because of, you know, Bob Knight uh, who were kind of checked out. And uh, I think that even Patino was kind of, there was kind of a group of Denny Crumb loyalists who who didn't like him. Some of the older players weren't coming around. He was because he was celebrating UK a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's ironic we're getting a a UK, uh, someone who's an assistant (laughs) at UK. Right. a friend of mine who's a UK fan said you had to get a UK guy. And then this morning after, you know, the upset last night, I said, it looks like UK needs a UK guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so this has actually been a really good day. For me. <laughs> yeah, that was a sick burn there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree 100% with Michael. I was just going to say, kind of compare this to the Woodson situation at IU. I think for U of L, this is kind of like the, you know, the first big step in the healing process to, to unify that fan base. You know, you, 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 you bring, you know, someone back, you know, who had a great career and who's, you know, made his mark in the, in the coaching world, both at the college level and professionally. That's the big difference between him and Woods and Woods that had never coached college basketball. He's always been in the NBA. So at least, you know, Kenny Payne has this, you know, college experience at, at UK. You can't get much more high profile than that. So mm-hmm. you know, I think, yeah, it's a it's a, a win win for the fan base. And, and he was coaching with the Knicks, and yeah. so you know most college players want to go to the NBA, so he has those connections, right? Which is right. also like Woodson. Mm-hmm. He was at the Knicks too. <laughs> yeah, he was there, Atlanta too. Yeah, so yeah, you look at the college games today. That's one of the first thing on kids' minds is the style of play is going to get me to the NBA if they're that caliber of a player. When you have somebody who's coached at that level definitely helps. I don't think we did career highlights, but he was a part of the 1986 national championship team mm-hmm. and then uh, worked with uh, under Calipari. I think Laurel, you wrote 2014 to 2020. I can't remember exactly uh, who wrote what, but uh, um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I saw at sports illustrated. He kind of, uh, when he was at UK, he was kind of credited with uh 
uh, coaching a lot of their, their real big stars. So um, that's, it's great to have that experience. Uh, I'll take a former wildcat. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's a Cardinal from the beginning anyway. So, <laughs> and, and definitely the experience with the NBA. So I think this is great. I'm glad to be moving on to the next era. And Danny uh, Crum was there. Yeah. He was right next to Greg Fisher. <laughs> so, so you yeah, can really so. get a full layout of who was there. Greg <laughs> Fisher, <laughs> Danny Crum and me. Where did, where did, where did, you know he might have been in the back <laughs> very back of the room <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey to have denny there is huge get his endorsement you know i mean that's denny crumb is U of L basketball so to, mm-hmm. to have him in the crowd that's yeah. a big sign yeah um and yeah and michael great point about bringing those fan bases together because yeah. you know they had some success in the patino years but uh but you're right. There are those kind of, uh, you know, those standouts from from back then that uh, that didn't embrace it as much. So, yeah. Oh, uh, my grandfather was one of them. He he was convinced Patino threw games, and that's oh. why we never <laughs> beat UK. You know, whenever we lost to UK, it was it was not because they were better. It's because Patino threw the game. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> this is good. This is turning into an interesting era in Kentucky basketball because um, after UK got beat uh, last night by what was it a 15 seed, right? Um, then the uh, yeah, I love like, that mascot. <laughs> A peacock something on the wildcat. (laughs) I couldn't remember who the team was. That's how uh it's how embarrassing this loss is for the wildcat. Oh, I had to look them up. I I I wasn't even watching the game because I assumed that they would um win. And then there were like people were texting me. It's like you gotta turn on your TV, and then on Facebook, (laughs) somebody was like. Who are who are these people? <laughs> Talk about a restless fan base, man. The UK fans, they you know, in California. Yeah, they're calling of, for his ouster. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah. after that and the, and the loss at the SEC tournament loss. So this yeah. could like if he's gone, and then we got this new coach at U of L. This could be ushering in like an interesting era of cards versus cats basketball. So uh, yeah, yeah. I love we, this. You think about all the great talent he's had at UK, Calipari, mm-hmm. and there's only one championship. Mm-hmm. That's true, and um, I feel like that fan base, you know, just from having friends who are Wildcat fans. Uh, they don't feel a connection to those players the way they used to because there's so many of them are in and out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so they don't feel like, you know, the the connection with uh, with some of the, the younger team or the more recent teams than they did with, you know, the 98 and 97 yeah. national championships. So um, so I could see that. I could see UK fans and uh, uh, par- parting ways. I, does anybody know how much of a buyout that would be? I heard it was pretty darn high. I'm not sure, but yeah, I would thank you. Yeah. I don't know any last three up this contract. I, yeah, this is an access. Well, they license. make him like coach for life or something. <laughs> like they did at uh, Kansas with Bill Self, yeah. even though they're facing allegations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then on another local team, sad news, Jason, uh, with the Hoosiers. Uh, oh. Oh. Well, I thought, yeah, I'm okay. trying to erase that from my memory. Louisville's man. gone. <laughs> I'll root for Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky's gone. I'll root for Indiana. Oh, Indiana's gone. I guess Man, I'm rooting they, for the Louisville women. 
because <laughs> there you go. They play today, don't they? Yeah, they play tonight, I think. Um, right here and, in Louisville. Yeah. yeah, right in Louisville. Let me tell you about. We talk about downtown, and downtown is so lively right now. I got cut off in traffic twice and nearly hit by a car. Uh, I saw several people carrying cases of beer out of the walk or the uh, CVS. I think it's just a lot of that excitement. Everybody's getting pre-gaming for for the uh, <laughs> the games tonight. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, and I uh, I talked to Roseanne Masson at Louisville Tourism, and she said the tournament is going to have about a five point six million dollar economic impact on on the yeah. area. So that that's great to see more folks downtown after a crazy. Yeah, I had um, to I had to be heads up, man. I mean, there's all these out of towners driving around town. They don't know what they're doing. They're, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, Louisville but, people never know what they're doing. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Then you add the out of towners who don't know what they're doing. It's just madness on the street. I got, I got no roundabout in there. It's really yeah. <laughs> I got cut off by a California plate, and I'm just not going to shut up about it until you know. I don't know when, but anyway. uh, bring in all these outsiders. Spin that, yeah, dough. man. Yeah, it's great. It's great to see downtown. You know, hopping the way it is today. So, um, if you're looking for a good time to come downtown, uh, you probably find a crowd here tonight. So uh and probably all weekend uh with this uh this women's basketball tournament so all right well we'll switch gears and this is a good segue because we'll talk about uh opportunity louisville here uh with uh, some of the um economic coverage that we we just rolled out today uh, i'm going to start with jason uh since you know this project is kind of a it was several people on it um yeah so tell us about opportunity louisville what is that yeah, this first one was a big lift. Thanks to Michael for, for doing this one. Um, Opportunity Louisville is really just kind of an exploration of how we can move forward as a city in several different areas. You know, I feel like most of us probably feel like we've kind of just been treading water the past couple of years with COVID, you know, just trying to get through that. So Opportunity Louisville will look at how we can rebound, you know, and and become a stronger city. And this first one, Michael can tell you a lot more about it, but it dealt, uh, you know, a lot with economic development, how we can uh, attract more business to the city and what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So we're looking at both sides of these issues. Yeah. And uh, Michael, you did most of the heavy lifting on this one. Uh, what's something that stuck out with you when you're reporting this yeah. story? Well, one thing that came up a lot is that, uh, Kentucky has uh, a limited number of economic incentives to attract uh, outside companies. And um, that's uh, one reason, you know, TIFs are used often, you know. I feel it's like, like one of the only tools we have, so we use the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, like tax, there's tax credits and, and some other things. And so that almost everyone that I talked to that was something that came up um and then um you know one thing we dealt with in the first story was the, the whole division between uh louisville forward and gli mm -hmm. and um i had no idea like both are award-winning agencies so i had no idea that there was so much tension there mm -hmm. um uh, but uh, I think that overall, what I found is that as a re regionalism is the future. And it's not about if something comes to Louisville, because we saw with the Ford plant, it's going close to Elizabeth town, but there's going to be all of this, uh, you know, extra business that's going to come Louisville's way. And that, uh, you know, uh, 
this whole region speaking with one voice, having the shared vision. I think that's something that, that we don't have right now mm-hmm. that, um, you know, uh, we, uh, that we as a community need to work on. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you get areas like Dallas, Fort Worth or uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and you see a lot more regional collaboration. Now those are a little different because they're, you know, within a state, whereas, Louisville's got this state dividing line going through, but, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously there's a ton of economic activity happened at River Ridge in Southern Indiana. And uh, that, that feeds into Louisville. And I I think, you know, maybe we're getting better at kind of capturing that, but we haven't, you know, we didn't years ago. Mm -hmm. I think we're, you know, Louisville has a lot of opportunity um, because of the past two years of pandemic, people realize, you know, I can work remotely. I don't need to live in the big city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have a, um, a comparable cost of living and um, we, but we, we don't have, I guess, some of the amenities that other cities have, you know, as far as tech, I think that the flight uh, to, to San Francisco is going to help that. Um, there's a bill now in the uh, house about, um, you know, uh, lowering personal income tax so we can be, can compete with places like Tennessee. So, but, uh, a lot of people said in the next five years, you know, we should see a lot of growth in the city. I hope we do. Um, I, you know, and I've heard that, that forecast too, that a lot of people from say Chicago or, uh, or from a coastal city like uh, like San Francisco or whatever would want to get away from that because the cost of living is so high. But I still think we have to have amenities to make that possible. And, and you know, and that's, you know, like an NBA team and and like uh, a lot of the, the nice corporate jobs and tech jobs and that sort of thing that that we're talking about here. Uh, I think housing is going to be a huge issue. Uh, Louisville definitely has a shortage of housing and um, that can addressing that has to hopefully with this new mayor is going to take a, a, pro, a precedent for them. So um, you took a deep dive on tiffs on this uh, in this package, but is that your favorite story? What's the story you suggest? Because there was there was several of them. Well, the 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 economic development story is the one I guess is sexier, and that's yeah. the one that's um, you know getting talked about but the whole way that i uh started was i wanted to explain tips to people (laughs) i would talk to people all the time and they didn't understand uh what a tiff was they thought developers were just getting money from the city and so that was my starting point i put a lot of work in the research and the history of tips and stuff Mm -hmm. and then uh nobody talks about the tip story and everyone talks about the other story (laughs) yeah that's usually the way it goes the uh the one that you really love is uh is not the one that gets the most attention (laughs) but sometimes you just gotta lean into those you know topics now you're like the foremost experts on on tips in kentucky so um so that'll be your next book maybe <laughs> um jason i don't know uh what's uh what's the standout from you in this package um i think what michael mentioned about regionalism is something that really struck me and it's something i've thought about a lot over the past several years as i've lived here and reported on it too you know it's 
to think to have that regional mindset, I think is is a challenge here. You know, there's uh, people that just seem territorial, and that river just seems like a huge wall. And you know, if Louisville is going to be successful, it has to bring in uh, Southern Indiana and the surrounding counties. You know, Bullitt, Shelby County. We're we're a region. We're not we're not just Louisville, and that goes to the core of Michael's. You know the sexier story, if you will, about the difference between Greater Louisville Inc. and Louisville Forward. Louisville Forward is more zoned in in Louisville. Greater Louisville Inc. looks at, at the bigger picture. So what, what's the best way to go about this? And so to hear both sides of that is, is pretty fascinating. So regionalism, yeah, it's going to be huge. Yeah. And Laurel wrote a great story. I liked her Southern Indiana story. Uh, I've been spending some time today, like kind of reading the other uh, sidebars and stuff that went into it. Yeah. Well, th thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a special from the top. You got to check that out. <laughs> and speaking of the mayor, we do talk to mayoral candidates about their take on economic development. So you can read that, too. Yeah, uh, all together, what was this, like uh, 10 stories or something like that, Jason? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You had about, to read it about all. 20 so. pages, yeah. I'm still yeah. a little cross-eyed from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one one last shameless plug, we do have a, a, a virtual event around this, Opportunity Rural Economic Development, and that's uh, March 31st. So you can go to louisvillebusinessfirst.com and learn more about that. Man, that was a good plug. That, you just dropped that in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, David so Bingham's going to drop a 20 in my pocket. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like after it went out the door, everybody was like exhausted. I agree. It was like yeah. I could tell everybody's like energy. Yeah, well, Wednesday, that was a huge lift, uh, proof in those pages. Uh, yeah. And uh, I didn't have a huge hand in it. Like usually I'm involved in everything around here, but um, you know, I wrote one piece of it and uh, and then edited a couple of little pieces and yeah. and like and I was talking Vegas, <laughs> yeah, and then I went to Vegas um, and I was talking to Haley, um, you know, who hosted the show last week and she wasn't involved either. Me and Haley were just like, oh yeah, that big thing everybody's working on. With us. <laughs> so, Don't worry, there's three more. Your your time will come. I was gonna say we'll get in there. I like you know, we should uh, do a hat tip to, to Shave and Hoy, our editor in chief, too, because he. He really had a, a big hand in organizing all this, and and he was really the, the lead editor on on all uh, you know the, the the two big stories. So he's not here today, but yeah, yeah, big he lift, took a day, took a well learned yeah, yeah. day. Off. Yeah, he had to take a day off after all that work. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think you guys need one too. So, uh, all right. Well, let me throw this. I'm gonna throw one more topic here. It's a surprise curveball topic. Uh, Bourbon and Beyond is back. Um, this oh it's coming back when Jason is going to be in uh, September right mm -hmm. yep September fifteenth um, eighteenth yeah and I know Haley did a little music uh, music talk last week but uh, I won't make you name a, a band that uh, that you want to see but I will say I will what uh, what uh, Louisville concert series or festival are you most looking forward to uh, I've skipped out on Bourbon and Beyond in the past. I always thought it was a bit of an old guy lineup, but you know, that was two years ago and I feel like an old guy now. So I think I might be into Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, I hadn't seen the lineup, you know, they hadn't announced it yet, but uh, I looked at Forecastle. Whoo, man, I'm getting old. Like uh, that lineup. <laughs> Well, I was like, yeah, those those people, huh? Wow. <laughs> but Laurel, I bet you want to. I bet you saw several on that list you wanted to go to. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the I'm the young the young person. <laughs> and a music uh, snob. And a music snob, uh, self proclaimed. Um, I I'm definitely looking forward to Forecastle. I will be going on Saturday only, though. Uh, okay. Yes, because I am a big Phoebe Bridgers fan, which I'm sure uh, checks out given my demographics. Uh, and <laughs> Tame Impala is also the headliner, which is another indie kid classic. But yeah. I'm not I'm not a big Jack Harlow fan, which makes me seem anti Louisville. Um, I think he's oh, he's the headliner on Friday, right? Uh, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's the look, and we had we had J.K. on this show. We don't know the lineup. At work. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tame Impala, one of the few bands I recognized from that lineup. So, uh, that would be the one that I would most want to see from there. Uh, you know, I obviously, um, Jason, you don't know the Bourbon and Beyond lineup, but right. uh, you We're know, there... some big acts. Yeah, and they they brought uh, Foo Fighters yeah. in a mm-hmm. few years ago. So. I think I went to the uh, the inaugural Bourbon and Beyond when it was over at Champions Park, and it man, it was awesome. I'm a huge Buddy Guy fan, and he was one of the headliners. And but the layout over there was also yeah. open. So yeah, I haven't I been like to the layout. fairgrounds yet. Yeah, it was great. But, it's um, like a 20 minute walk from the parking lot yeah. to the festival. Yeah, that, that's what I heard. But I can, yeah, I was, last week we talked about Louder Than Life and I, I live pretty close to the fairgrounds. So I could, I'm sure I'll be able to hear Bourbon and Beyond as well. But yeah, same way. Nice. nice. <laughs> I can't remember free, if Waterfront Wednesday. Yeah, free music, exactly. I can't remember if Waterfront Wednesday is coming back. I think it is, but it I'm is. really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I love those. They're just more intimate. I love that setting there right on the river. I'm, I I'm agree. Looking. Yeah. I mean, it's, I wish it was Waterfront big. Fridays or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, going to work. The they next do morning. get some great acts there. They do. They really do. Yeah, Michael. Any uh, particular festival or show you're looking forward to? Well, the National Jug Band Jubilee. Since that I was the, it yeah. together. <laughs> but uh, where's that? Where's that at, Michael? Uh, at the Brown Foreman Amphitheater uh, oh, cool. in Waterfront Park. Uh, but, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm like too old to do like festival, big festivals anymore. I, I agree. I mean, I like I mean comfort, me. you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm more of a waterfront Wednesday person because mm-hmm. like three days and 40,000 people, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. The kills are touring with Jack White, and I was thinking about uh, checking that that out. That's (laughs) good. Check that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. All right, so there you go. More music recommendations. Uh, Hat tip to Haley for giving me the idea on that one. But uh, (laughs) all right, well, I'll wrap the show up there. We'll let you get back to watching some basketball, even though there is not much to watch locally. Hopefully, you got a team you're rooting for out there. Uh, before we go, we'll sign off. Um, let's go around the room and share uh, where our audience can find us. Laurel, I'll start with you. Where can people find you on social media? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and I'm on Twitter at Laurel. All right. Jason, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. And Michael, how about you? Um, I'm on Twitter at bf lou michael and then uh, i'm on um instagram it's blue sound 2000 and um i'm on linkedin under my name all right and you can find me on linkedin under my name 
David A. Mann. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under the name dman3001. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Michael, Jason, and Laurel. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye. See ya.